Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin. Hasbunallah wa neemal wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cap runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Monday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. We're wrapping up October in grand style. And for all those who are worried about me, well, I'm fine. I just went out to do some work and also to relax a bit in South Africa. I went to Cape Town, I went to Johannesburg. We took people out there on the 3FM uh, getaway as we announced here, and it was a, a real good experience for all of us. For, for While we were in South Africa, visiting the wine fields, also visiting the Apartheid Museum, visiting the um, Pietersen Museum and Soweto, the home of Nelson Mandela, Alexander, visiting Desmond Tutu's home and many other places. We were deliberately, as Ghanaians, looking for, looking for potholes. Six, you play the video. We're just looking for pothole, one pothole. They had not declared the year of roads. They had not declared another year of roads. They have not declared a second year of roads. We're just looking for pothole, pot, one pothole, one pothole. We didn't find a pothole. We spent nine days in South Africa. We spent part of the time in Cape Town, part of the time in Johannesburg. We were looking for a pothole in South Africa, one pothole in South Africa that will cause unnecessary traffic. We were looking for a non-functional traffic light in South Africa that we would have to send a policeman to stand there and be throwing his hand and sometimes forget that he's directing traffic and sometimes be checking his phone. We're looking for one single pothole in South Africa. We didn't find it. We went to Cape Town and then we came to Johannesburg. We went to Santin, we went to Soweto. We went all the way in the wine fields and I can tell you in South Africa how they have added value to agriculture. On one of the occasions when we spoke to the Sunrise team, on, on, uh, from, from one of the farms, I think Plessy or so, we were in the bush, and yet we had internet connectivity. And then sometimes you ask yourself, is this the same Africa or our kind of Africa here in West Africa? Oh, we are different. The dusty road we didn't find. The pothole we didn't find. Traffic lights that were non-functional we didn't find. And everything was working. So we're asking ourselves, Road markings, pepe, 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 pepe. Bus lanes, pepe, 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 pepe. So we're asking ourselves, is this Africa? It was, it was a general conversation that we had amongst ourselves as young people. I mean, we have some senior citizens, but as young people, we're asking ourselves, so where is the pothole? Another thing that we saw was how, even though some of the buildings were very old, they had been preserved. They didn't say, oh, wait, the titidang has been left. And you go around the countryside in Ghana, you see very old buildings. They look very strong, but for some strange reason, they have just been abandoned to go waste. I said we were in South Africa for nine days. We were looking for a single pothole. They had not declared the year of roads. They had not declared the second year of roads. They had not declared another year of roads. They had not voted enough money. 
but the roads were working. Look at the road. This was in South Africa. Look at the road. We're driving to the mall at uh, the, the, the Canal Walk Mall. Look at the road. So when? Somebody said, oh, yesterday when I came back, I said, oh, I'd missed what, I, what was trending in Ghana. So what's trending? Somebody said, oh, the president took a helicopter to Krobo because the road was bad. I said, I can't believe that that was what. Maybe he wanted to come to the Gamanya funeral. But this was South Africa. Anyway, we'll talk more about South Africa later on the show. I want to also salute the traditional council. And there's nothing like God traditional council. I've heard, I've heard big chiefs and paramount chiefs and elders and everybody saying God traditional council. God tra there's nothing like God traditional council. It is God traditional council. Don't teach the children wrong things. Don't say Ghan. If somebody didn't know and had called it Ghan Traditional Council, you, the Ghan, don't also follow and say Ghan Traditional Council. It is Ghan Traditional Council. I don't know what I'm Ghan Traditional Council. You are not Ghan. No, I bet Ghan Traditional Council. I am Ghan Traditional Council. I bet Traditional Council. I am Chi. I bet Ghan Traditional Council. No one ever any how Cassianic men, gun, traditional castle, but not fin if he fell in Mofia, Monia, Nakao, or no air four, or no air honey guy by Mashequa. I walk back gun, traditional castle like a mo. I care gun, traditional castle. There's nothing like gun, traditional castle. It is gun, traditional castle. I just came to help with the education because I've heard even very big chiefs within the traditional council say gun, there's nothing like gun, traditional council. It is gun. Traditional council, gun. Traditional council. So let's stick to it. Now, I I also asked the question about what was trending, and one of the videos that somebody sent to me was a compilation of government spokespersons, or if you like, party spokespersons speaking on behalf of government, trying to ask for applause because they have started to wake up to smell the coffee of the plight of the people in the Mepe and the surrounding areas because of that ill-thought-out um, dump spillage that happened by the VRE. And, and I asked a senior colleague of mine at the Institute of Public Relations, I said, Chief, maybe I'm too young. I, I, I may not have had the years of experience that you have. But in crisis management... That is if you have, when you have failed to manage the issues and you get into crisis management, do you pause in the middle of crisis management to ask for applause? Because that's the tone I get. You put together a team, and you know, it took us so long to put together a team. And when I saw the team, I said, this team looks like the Professor Kwabna Frimpong Boating Interministerial Committee that was set up to investigate Galamse with Godfrey Dami says there was no evidence. And the GJA has said that we give the award to Erastus Asari Donkop for, for looking out for Galamse. And so the GJA disagrees with the Attorney General on the Galamse fight. When I saw the list, I said, this list looks like the MPs and the ministers who abandoned Professor Frimpong Boating on the Galamse fight because they themselves, as Prof said, had found themselves in the Galamse mess that menaced themselves. When I saw the list, I said, look, this looks like a replica, but I digress. 
Can you think how long it took our government to put together a team? In crisis management, the first step is to put together a team. The second step is to assess the risk. The third step is to have a plan. The fourth step is to put together the plan and make sure that the plan is working. The fifth step is to reinforce the plan. The sixth step is to come back and, and do some monitoring and evaluation and then see if what can be changed about. It's a simple thing. Which part of this crisis management plan says that we should pause and ask people to applaud us? That government has done this, so we should applaud. That VRA has done this, so we should applaud. Which part of the plan says we should applaud? Then you come and tell us that we should not politicize the issues. So where is the fellow feeling? I have been to that, those places. Nashoko has been to those places. Roland Walker has been to those places. Gordon Asidiba has been there. Uh, Judith, Judith um, uh, Brown has been there. Many of our colleagues have been there. We have seen at first hand what is happening. Some of those who are sent to come and communicate to us, to come and force us, to ask us to applaud government have never been there. They are only regurgitating what has been written for them to come and say to us and to come and tell us that, oh, when the president said that you even didn't vote for me, but I, it, 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 it came to who voted for me and who did not vote for me, I, I shouldn't have been here. A president speaks like that. And I've always done the analysis and thought that, look, in the Fourth Republic, President Akufuado is the oldest to have ever been sworn in as president. Jerry Rollins became president when he was just about 45. After Jerry Rollins was president, Akufuado was just a little over 60, 62 or so. Then came President Mills, who was also a bit over 60. Then came John Mahama, who was about 50-something. Then came Danado Danko Akufuado, who was over 70 when he was sworn in. And you know in our home, when somebody is 70 and above, you expect that a certain tact and diplomacy and some, some maturity approaches it. What was the president's business saying that to the chiefs there and using his left hand? And, and maybe you have not noticed it. When the president is speaking to chiefs of other tribes, he uses his left hand. Remember the, Gam the Gaman Cheme and the National, Theater, the National Anthem Saga when he was ordering Henry Quarte? He used his left hand. Remember, I was talking to Togbe Fiti. He used his left hand. Remember, when I was talking to this new chief. He used his left hand. Have you ever seen the president address his own people using his left hand before? I said the president is the only man who got in after he had turned 70. He had fulfilled, he was the only one who had fulfilled scripture, three score and ten. So you expect a certain kind of leadership from him. And the painful part of the whole conversation is how the blame has been lifted from the VRA and those who are supposed to have taught well as engineers and has been put on the people that, oh, we tried the stimulation exercise and the people failed to move. They failed to move where? Did you provide alternative accommodation for the people to move? Did you provide alternative accommodation? There have been calls for you to relocate the people to Saglemi. You are reluctant to do that because you are politicizing the issues. And then you come back and tell us you are not politicizing the issues. I saw at first time, somebody showed me a TV when we went there, when I went there with Nash. Somebody showed me his TV. He said, this is the TV I used to watch Johnny's Bite on. The TV was gone. The whole building was gone. Buildings had collapsed. I saw it myself. Nobody typed it for me to come and read it. Nobody put me on a party platform to, to encourage me to go and say A, B, C, and D and choose my thought patterns for me. I said, I don't have a sense of my own. Then we're playing politics with people's lives. We are joking with people's investments. I showed you Honorable Kenjira's place. We are joking with people's businesses, people's livelihoods. 
and we are politicizing it because it inures to our benefit because we have the platform, because we are far away from those places. And we here as Media General are mobilizing support. And, and I'll use this opportunity to call on businesses and chief executives and top executives, private businesses, individuals. And this morning already, since I came in around five, I'd seen a lot of people drop clothing and water and other things. This was, I, I was in the water myself. I saw it myself. I experienced it at first hand. Which part of the crisis management procedure or processes that in the middle of solving the crisis that could have been prevented if we had managed the issues well, we should pause and ask that people applaud government? What kind of warped logic is that? What kind of insensitivity is that? What kind of inhumane treatment is that? In other countries where they have their heads properly screwed on their necks, when their president sees that his people are in turmoil and, and in pain, he stops the trip and comes to the people. Our president didn't. He went all the way, finished the whole trip, came down wearing jackets as if he was in winter, only to talk to the people, using his left hand and telling them that if he came to people who voted for me, he would not be there. As if he is running the presidency with his pocket money or some inheritance that his father left for him. The people are in pain. The people are in pain. And we cannot continue politicizing some of these things because it hurts. You have put people in classrooms. You have not provided alternative accommodation for them. You say you did a stimulation exercise. Stimulation exercise only stops and tells people you have to move. Move and go where? Then you put them in classrooms that are not boarding houses where they have no places of convenience. You put them in hot tents when you have facilities there that are rotting away. Are you serious? Those schools in the bushes that you have abandoned, the e-blocks that you have abandoned, that have toilet and bathroom facilities, what are you doing with those ones? Then you come and tell us that we should not politicize the issues. Who began the politicization of the issues? Who is asking for applause in the middle of fighting crisis? Who? Look at yourself well. Who? What has been the approach of the interministerial committee that has been put out? And suddenly that you're hearing figures. Oh, we have put together 20 million. We have put together this. We have put together this. So we are quantifying the things and making, put banding figures about to make it look as if we are doing so much. Boss. Take your time and go and feel the pain of the people. When they send you those talking points on your phone as a party communicator, take your time. One weekend, go to the Mepe areas. Go to those places, the north and south down here. Go to the, the water region. Go and experience at first time. When you come back, you see that what they have typed for you to come and read, it doesn't make sense to even begin to ask for applause in the middle of a crisis. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. If you have conscience, you won't do that. I showed you a video of South Africa. They have not declared a year of roads, second year of roads, another year of roads. Look at the quality of the roads that we're driving on. So when you are paying anything of a toll or they are charging you for taxes or whatever it is, you feel obliged to pay because the quality is good. Let me leave government. Bring, bring the desk video for me. Now, this is to our friends at Okankwe GES. This desk, these decks have been there for about three or four weeks. This is at Kaneshi Anglican, Bishop 1 and 2, Kaneshi Primary School. And, and this particular school has gained the pension for doing this because 
I remember two years ago, I saw some deaths that were there. And I had to shoot this, showing you the sun eh? and the clouds that soon gathered. And then how the chairs had been left. You cry. Johnny, we don't have chairs, so tell government to bring us chairs, so the children don't have anything to learn with. Johnny Hughes will bring his bit more, come and talk about it. When they bring the chairs to you, then you leave it in the sun and the rain. Government will provide the chairs for you. Then you leave it in the sun and the rain. You are also part of the problem. I remember that I asked the priest, when these chairs were brought, he said somebody came to call him from the vicarage and told him that they had brought chairs that he had to come and account for. Then suddenly one of the headmasters came, and that was it. It's been there. I, I saw the decks myself two weeks before I went to South Africa. I've been to South Africa for a week and back. The chairs are still there. I took this video as... As yesterday, at yesterday, I took this video myself. Yesterday. This morning, I'm sure the chairs will still be there. So you are also part of the problem. You will complain, give us chairs. You complain, give us facilities. They will use our tax monies to buy the things for you. And, and I will applaud government for providing these decks. Belatedly, though, but for providing them, I will applaud government. Now, the headmasters... The circuit supervisors, the headmistresses, the teachers. What is your job? Passing by these desks every day to go into the classroom. Can't you at least mobilize the students to carry their own desks to the top? Can't you? Can you not? Is this so hard to ask? Can you not? <sighs> Let's talk about the final video. Play Ajwasafu's video for me, please. The people at Domikwabina, they didn't try. You have eaten the woman's yogurt. You have eaten the woman's plantain chips. And you are still shouting, we won't change. Why did you take the plantain chips and the yogurt in the first place? If you wanted change. But you see, in any serious country, I just knows that we are not in a serious country. So she will still abandon her cabinet position. She will still abandon her constituents. She will do TikTok videos and dance and make mockery of all of us. And the president, she knows that the president will not be able to sack her. And then she will come back after that, do a small video to speak slangs and say, I apologize, not very well, but pardon English, Irish, Irish, go to me from the Cobra language. And then she comes back to say she wants to represent the people again. Because she knows we are not in a serious country. In any serious country, the people would have written a petition to say impeach her. In any serious country, the president would have been the first if he, he was really the man who we voted for, spoke all the nice English, told us he was a man in a hurry, etc. He would have sacked Ajoa Safo, but no. We were rather told by Honorable Kennedy Japan, who wants to be president, that he was giving 124,000. He has not denied that. He said he swore on his mother's grave that he was giving 124,000 from the chief of staff office. 
When children didn't have water to drink, they didn't have food to eat, school feeding caterers were demanding for 97 persons to feed their children, they gave one person 124,000 from the office of the chief of staff to give to Ajoa Safo. And it was deposited into a Fidelity bank account, according to Kennedy Japan. But she knows that we are not a serious country. And she knows that some people will still queue and vote for her because it is in the interest of the party and not in the interest of the constituents and the constituency. So then the question you ask is that, what kind of voter education do we give our people? Where is NCC in all of this equation? Are they giving the monies that they need to be able to rearrange the minds of the people? The people are shouting, we want change. But we know what the dynamics are in, in Dominic Kwabijan. It's predominantly an MPP constituency. It's one of the largest constituencies in the region. Ajwasafo knows that when she pushes, she will win. So she's coming up to do, to do her bidding. She's, she's in the market promising things and et cetera, and people will still queue and vote for her. Because we think that, well, it is it, and people will make the, uh, go about the politics of, oh, she's a woman, blah, 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 blah. Look, what Madame Ajoa Safo did to the people of Dominic Kwabinya is akin to what the people of Santo Kofi, Akpafu, Likwe, and Lolobi are going through, not having a representation in parliament. That's what it meant. Number two, if the party is even a serious party, they would not have allowed her to go through to even come and pick a form. They would have disqualified her because the party went through hell when Ajoasafu was dragging them by the balls. Elevi, many other, many other laws. You were there. You saw it. Even the question of whether or not there was an imposter or not. But the party has shown in that constituency that they are not serious. If you're a serious party, <laughs> that would not happen. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.